Yeah, so so Sean Strickland, man. I just can't fucking believe it. That is a champion in the UFC right now. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild year. I think I think it's good though. I think it's good for the division. Um, I necessarily don't want to see a rematch. I don't either. Um, I think it was a pretty clear, pretty clear fight. Um, it wasn't close um, at all. I don't know what they do with Izzy. I don't know if if they. I don't know who they give him. You can't give him. Let's put it this way: you can't give him the winner of Chamayev and Casa because I think it's going to be Chamayev, and I really think Chamayev steamrolls whoever is next. Probably. You could give so, him Drakus, just a uh, a tune-up for Izzy or Drakus's number one contender spot. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, he might get the Izzy. The, yeah, he might get the Izzy fight. That might be his next fight, but it's not going to be for the strap. So he kind of shot himself in the foot by not by not taking that fight. Yeah, that was dumb of him, man. That was so, absolutely stupid. We lost on the Tuivasa bet, which sucked ass. Tuivasa looked awful. Yeah, but you know what? And that was and that was an issue. Um, he was training uh, locally. Instead of going out to Dubai. Yeah. So I think he's going to go back out to Dubai to train. Um, he's on, what is it? Is it four fight now? Four fight skid? I think it's three. Gon Pavlovich Volkov. Okay, so three. So that means they're going to give him somebody uh, like they gave Derek Lewis. And it's going to be ridiculous money for him to win by knockout and we're just gonna hammer the shit out of it yeah we are he's gonna he's gonna get it right he's a ufc fighter he's for sure a ufc caliber fighter just wasn't his night man he was getting to him with those leg kicks towards the end of the fight though he just once he got taken down it was fish out of water sort of a deal which should have seen that coming but i didn't i thought the leg kicks would be too much I thought, yeah, I thought the leg kicks, and he would have closed the diff- distance and got in there and, and got nasty, but... Yeah, he didn't well, get nasty with it. No, and you know what it is, too? You don't realize how big Volkov actually is. <laughs> yeah. He looked like a giant in there. He's both of us combined, too. Yeah, he's he's at least, what, he's about 6'7"? He's massive. Yeah, he looks... He looks taller than six seven for some reason like when he's in there he just towers over everybody yeah he's he's a big dude this is a this is a middling card today or this weekend i was this this card man i was looking some of these some of these is like oh man i don't know how they got how they got sanctioned yeah but, yeah i agree on a lot of them to be honest but that should be that should be uh good for us um i see a couple that i'm gonna hit um to win by finish because i think they should be pretty clear cut yeah Um, there's there's quite a few i can see finishing here i think for this card it's one of those where i'm gonna try to find you know two three underdogs and call it good there and a few close favorites and i'll bet you know i have two bets here so i'll probably do that but for the most part, this is one of those where I think it's save your money and, and move on to better days because we got big cards coming up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 
right right off the rip, we have um, uh, opening fight for the prelims. Uh, Josephine Newton versus Marnik Mann. This one, I'm not. This one's kind of hard, and I know, I know Newton. What, what gives me pause is, even though she's um, undefeated, she comes out of that Shemayev camp, um, and and she's very heavy favorite. She hasn't fought anybody in in, in the same caliber. Um, as Marnik Mann. Marnik Mann's fighting in LFA. Um, she did lose on Contender Series to Bruno uh, Brasil. Uh, um, but she also has a lot of good wins in in LFA. So that experience, I think the LFA uh, experience is much more valuable than, say, the, the FCR and the UAE Warriors, um, stuff like that. So this one this one should be Newton, especially coming out of the Chermayev camp, that All-Stars Training Center in Sweden with uh, Gustafsson is in there. Yep. Um, so there's there's a bunch of proven talent, and I don't think this, this gym, uh, Montana Mixed Martial Arts, I don't think she's getting the same kind of training uh, that Newton's getting. Um, I'm not touching this one to be honest with you. I don't even, I don't even put this in the parlay piece. Nothing, because um, I could see an upset here, but it should be it should be um, Newtson by by decision. She's not she's not a finisher. Yeah, um, I agree. And with that's that. that's kind of the the scary thing where, you know, now you're going against somebody that has fought in the LFA, and that she does have finishes. Um, and she's six and one, so it's not like it's not like this girl is is a slouch, but it's a tough one. It's it's really really tough. I would definitely not be surprised if Man gets a win here. Um, hopefully, it'll be a good a uh, good fight. We'll we'll see, but I'd say Newton by decision. Yeah, so here it's one of those you have to decide if you want to go dog hunting or not um she's a big underdog here marnik man is she's got a dope ass name the sawed off savage uh and she yeah <laughs> and she comes out of the gym which is uh mmma montana mixed martial arts um yeah. i don't think i don't think marnik man really gets me going enough to you know warrant a bet of any degree Newton probably wins this. I probably does not look like a minus 500, minus 600 favorite. She probably gets it done just because I think she's a little bit better, comes out of a better gym. I watched her on Dana White's Contender Series, and she got a win, unlike Mann, who lost when she stepped up to the Contender Series. So, yeah. I mean, I'll take Newton here, but I agree with you. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those where it's probably going to end up a little bit closer than the odds are showing right now. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be um, nearly as how the bookmakers uh, have it as, as widespread as it is. Definitely not. Oh, man. And, uh, th yeah, this is one of the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> you got Charlie Campbell versus Alex Reyes. So to begin this, um, 
Charlie Campbell is a heavy favorite. Um, he just has uh, a, a win in the CFFC. Um, before that, he lost on the Contender Series. Uh, and then he has a couple other wins in the CFC. And in Bellator, he was a Bellator guy. So with that being said, he is uh, four wins in five fights. He only dropped one on the Contender Series. That was by finish. But all of his other fights, he has finished his opponent. Um, the last five, or four wins, I should say. I apologize. Alex Reyes, his last fight was against Platinum Mike Perry, where he got knocked out by a knee almost six years ago. <laughs> so I don't know why this guy is fighting. He's 36 years old, hasn't fought in six years. I don't know what the game plan um, is here. He's coming out of Cage Combat Academy. I uh, don't know, don't know much about it, but Charlie Campbell's also coming out of uh, Sarah Longo, or Longo Weidman. So this is another case of huge difference in in gyms here. So yeah. it looks like it looks like this gym, um, Cage Combat Academy. They don't have they have don't have anybody that's fought since two thousand. Uh, one guy's an amateur. They have an amateur fight for one guy that's fought uh, in 2023. One but guy. That's, that's, yeah, one guy in amateur fights. Yeah. So this is very, very confusing. I This should be uh, Charlie Campbell by finish um, all day. I just, I don't know why this fight is is being made. And I'm, This guy, Charlie Campbell, if he wins, he's going to finish. He's seven and two, right? So and maybe because because Reyes is thirteen and three, but you haven't fought. That's that's a lot of ring rust. And you're so, thirty-seven years old at this point too. I, I don't, I don't get it. But if we're gonna try and take advantage of it, like like I would like to. I, I want to hit um, Charlie Campbell by finish. It's probably going to be minus 150 just from how long this guy has not fought. Uh, that would be a nice little parlay piece if we can get him by finish. Let me see if they've put the odds out on that yet. But I'm pretty much in agreement with every thing you said. I would say I would say knockout. I would go, and then you might get some. It might be plus one hundred or something like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's minus one twenty. Yeah, I mean, let me look at this. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be around even. I bet him him by finish him by knockout. I would I would say this Campbell kid should probably put an end to uh, Reyes's long tenured UFC career apparently because he he fought one time in 2017 uh, and now he's fighting in 2023 so apparently he's been on the roster this whole time I guess uh, he's 37 years old the guy got knocked out by Mike Perry seven six years ago Campbell in that fight with with Chris Duncan which we've seen Chris Duncan fight in the UFC he had him yeah. hurt too he had Duncan hurt and then Duncan landed 
you can call it a Hail Mary shot. You can call it whatever you want. He landed a knockout shot while he was hurt. But this Campbell kid has hands. Um, 28 coming into his prime. Feels like the UFC is giving this, giving this kid a nice little, all right, here's a guy who's six years uh, since his last fight. Go out there and knock him out. Another guy for Longo Weidman MMA. Uh, another young kid with a decent decent record um, coming in here. Getting a win, getting a knockout on a on a card where you know there's a title fight on it. It's not a pay per view, but it's a card with Grasso Shevchenko on it. So I think this is a tune up for Campbell. I think this is a, a, a debut sort of a deal. They're going to give it to him and hope he wins. And I think he should. I think he should knock him out. I think he should probably do it pretty pretty quick too. Within one one and a half rounds, I bet you he gets it done. Because Reyes, I mean that picture of him that's up right now. It's a little pixelated. We don't know what the guy looks like anymore. He could have a mullet now. He could he could be fat now. We don't even know what he looks like. So we'll see. Six uh, yeah. years. That, long that time. Photo, that photo is from Glamour Shots in the mall. Yeah, dude. He's on an underwear ago. model there. Yeah. I mean, that's a silly fight. Um, but like I said, we're going to try and exploit it, take advantage of it, and, and take Campbell by knockout. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. This is this is very surprising that this next fight is is on the prelim. Um, I think this is going to be a really good fight. Uh, Tracy Cortez versus Jasmine Jazdavicius. So this is really really close, and you said the current odds have Jasmine minus one hundred. Uh, I think I think she's like plus a hundred right now. It's it's her plus a hundred. Tracy minus one twenty. I think. So we've seen we've seen um, when she fought uh, Jasmine fought Miranda Maverick. Uh, she kind of she put that beating on her. Um, she got messed up bad the first round, and then she came back. And, and put it on her the next two and, and won the fight. Um, before that, uh, decision with uh, Gabriela Fernandez. Uh, lost to Natalia Silva. Um, then she has a win over Kay Hansen and Julia Polastri, um, who I believe she just fought last night. Um, if not a very similar girl with that name fought last night on a contender series. Looked really good against um, Miranda Maverick. Um, I'd say pretty good on, on the Fernandez fight. But Tracy Cortez had that that long layoff after fighting Justine Kish. And then she fought Melissa Gatto um, and looked pretty decent. I think... I think we're going to get um, Tracy Cortez uh, a win here. And I think it's going to be the same thing like, um, what's her name? Oh. She just got uh, divorced. She's amazing. Um, Huge threat and, and grappling. Oh, uh, Mackenzie Dern. Kenzie Dern. I think I think what Tracy Cortez is gonna do is she's 
100% focused on herself, um, on her career, uh, hitting the gym hard since her breakup with Brian Ortega. I think this is going to be uh, a Tracy Cortez fight. She's much younger. You got to remember, Jasmine's already 34 years old. So, and Tracy's only 29. So we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm not going to bet on it because Jasmine does have that dog in her. But I think Tracy is is uh, no Miranda Maverick. I think Tracy's good everywhere, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tracy on this one. All right, fair enough. I'm uh, I'm swinging the opposite way. I got Jasmine. A little bit of a bet on the money line at plus a hundred because I think. Miranda Maverick would do nasty things to Tracy Cortez. I think Miranda Maverick is a dog, uh, and Jasmine outdogged her last fight, which blew me away. You know, we had Miranda Maverick, a pretty heavy favorite going into that, and then Jasmine, you know, took a little bit in the first round and came back and absolutely turned the burners on, pressured her, got takedowns of her own. And I think that's going to happen with Tracy Cortez. I think Tracy Cortez might get a takedown or two early, get her to the ground, maybe threaten a little bit. And then I think Tracy Cortez is going to slowly realize she's not going to be able to get her down in the second as well. And then Jasmine's going to start to come on. I think it looks pretty similar to the Maverick fight. And I think uh, Jasmine comes out of this, you know, at the end of the fight, third round, throwing flurries, pressuring her you know, on the front foot, Tracy Cortez on the back foot, and Tracy's not a very good striker off the back foot. So we're going to see, though, because Tracy's taking a year off. She had the whole ordeal with Brian Ortega, so I'm excited to see, you know, did she develop her game while that was while that was going down, while she had all this time off away from fighting. But I just know that I saw Jasmine Jazdavicius a few months ago look like a fucking savage out there. So I'm going Jasmine, and I think she could make clean work of Tracy Cortez. I think she could look like a pretty good favorite here. If, if Tracy can't get two takedowns a round for three rounds, uh, I don't think she wins the fight. That's kind of, I think, the and, and she's going to have to have top control with him, which is going to be tough too. But two takedowns a round. She's got to have two takedowns for the first round and two takedowns in the second because I think Jasmine takes the third high clip and probably the second. We're going to see, though. I mean, this is this is a good fight. This is this is well-lined. I think it's a pretty pick-em fight. Um, it just really comes down to those takedowns from Tracy. If Tracy gets them, different ball game than what I'm talking about. If Jasmine stuffs them, Jasmine looks like a big favorite, probably. Now, now here's the thing, though. She's, Tracy Cortez is at, out of the same camp with Suhuda, um, Mark Madsen. So... I think I think she's going to be able to get her down. If she could stay on top of her, that's that's another thing. But I don't think she'd have a problem taking her down. I don't I know. Be... We've seen I Cortez think... struggle with takedowns, though. That's the thing. We've seen her, and her, her, her level of competition has been pretty low. And we've seen her get takedowns stuffed. She's pretty, she's pretty relentless with them which will probably be in her favor here. I just don't know how well her gas tank's going to hold up if she has to be overly relentless to get a takedown or two. I'm, I'll be pleasantly uh, surprised to see how this pans out. Me too. It's a good fight. Do you think, you think um, even if Tracy looks pretty dominant the first round but is, is shooting 
you know, three or four takedowns, you'd hammer Jazz the second, maybe third round. Yeah, I just, I honestly think that's a pretty, pretty decently probable uh, outcome is Tracy wins that first round, whether it's just pushing her against the fence or getting takedowns. I think that she probably wins the first. I just think Jasmine is going to be able to do exactly what she did in the Miranda Maverick fight because Cortez gets tired too. Like we've seen her in the third round be tired. Uh, it's just going to come down to that second round too. Who's got the gas in that? You know, two minutes into that second round, does Cortez still have it left or does she not? It'll be a good yeah. test for Cortez, in my opinion, because Jasmine, not a huge future in the UFC. She's, like we said, she's 34 years old, not really making a title run anytime soon. Uh, Cortez, though, 29 years old, she wins this fight. She just beat someone who beat a top 15, top 12 girl because Miranda Maverick was a top top 15, top 12 fighter. So if Cortez wins this fight, you know, she's looking at a top 15 person next. It'll be good to see. It'll be good to know if we have a fraud or if we have a legit top 15 fighter. Yeah, I think it'll be a good fight, though. I really I really do. I don't think it's going to be 2-2 two, two, one-sided either way. Yeah, I um, agree. Definitely not. I think it's going to be closer than the, the Miranda Maverick-Jasmine uh, fight. I'll be surprised if it is. I think Maverick's a better fighter than than uh tracy cortez really i think by far so do you think it's just the the hype um and and the looks and and stuff like that that has gotten her cortez gotten her where she is yeah cortez but just puts her in the the limelight more i just uh, don't think cortez has a good win you don't think she has any good wins? No, I don't think she has any good wins. Let's go look at her record quick. Like, we look at Melissa Gatto. Justine Kish, Stephanie Egger. Yeah, I don't think either of them are good. Maria Akapova. I don't think she's good Aaron, either. Aaron Blanchfield? All right, that's a good win. That's a good win. Back in Invicta, I'll give you that one. That's a good, that's a real good win. So, yeah, <laughs> she has that one. She's got that one. I mean, Agapova, I like, listen, that was Agapova. I mean, that was when, when she was, that was before, right? That was before, um, yeah, that was before she was in UFC. Yeah, that was, Uh, that was Dana White's. That was, that was on Contender Series. Yeah, her and Agapova was. Yeah, I, that was that's pretty good. Um, Stephanie Egger, Justine Kish. I mean, she did miss weight for the Justine Kish fight. This is the step up, though. This is the step up that she needs. Like, if she wins this, I'll be ready to say, okay, Cortez is is the real deal. I won't feel like fading her in the future if she wins this fight. But up until this, I mean, I haven't seen her look impressive in the UFC. Uh no, and it could also be. Regency, uh, recency bias. Yeah. So also, if she hasn't, you know, that that God of fight could have just been a, a get your feet wet, um, for for taking the time off as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not, it's not too, too crazy, because you remember she fought Justin Kish right in 2021, 
Um, she did miss weight. Now yeah. it's a split decision. She had to kind of figure out what, what was going on. And then they gave her the Gato fight, you know, a, a year later. Um, so now she did she did win the Gato fight, right? But took another year off. Let's see see how it goes. I think I think she's gonna look good. If she looks good after this, I hope she doesn't take another year off. Get back in there in five six months. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think she'll take that much time off. I, I could see her back in in five months. That that would probably be ideal. Um, well, let's this this next one here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is lamb to the slaughter, uh, in my opinion. I think ah, uh, this is this is another one of those. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, but this is another parlay piece for me for sure. Yeah, uh, Lacerda. I mean, this is about as simple of a breakdown as possible. I think you know. Um, maybe of all time. Lacerda needs a knockout in the first round, and he has dynamic striking in the first round. You know, the guy, he's got some some decent kicks in his arsenal. He's got, you know, nice hands. He's gotten close to a few victories. You know, he. let me look at his record here. Uh, Victor Altamirano, I mean, he, had, he landed some nice strikes. Francisco Figueredo, he landed some nice stuff. So the guy has hands and the guy has kicks. But then he dies three minutes into the fight, not via, you know, a finish. He dies via cardio. He just, every single time, all of a sudden he's breathing hard, and then all of a sudden he quits. Um, yeah. And then Shirez, we saw him last last fight against Tatsuro Tyra. Dog. He has that yeah. absolute savage in him. Um, and so, for me, pretty clear. Lacerda might look good for three minutes. Might even win the first round. Who knows? Maybe he gets a, a nice shot in there. But Shirez is probably going to take it, move forward, uh, and get the finish probably in the second round. And I think I will have money on him by second round finish simply because Lacerda has one round of cardio. And if we get lucky and Lacerda makes it into the second round, no way he gets out of the second round. Absolutely zero way. So easy. Uh, Lacerda... You know, early finish or Shirez late, and I think it's pretty clear that Shirez probably is going to win it late. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Shirez to uh, get a finish here. Um, I don't know if he's if he's going to knock him out, if he's going to submit him. Um, I'm comfortable either which way. Osereda, I mean, he's been finished four times. In his last four fights within within two years. Yeah. Chira's Mexican guy fighting uh, Mexican independence. He's going to be fired up. He went a full fight with Tatsuro Tyra. He did not get submitted or ground and pounded. I was very, very impressed by that. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be... I think it might be quicker than than the second round, to be honest with you. Um, but we'll see. We Could shall be. see. The only the only thing, yeah, yeah. He he hasn't been. This the only thing that would concern me is if he gets knocked out. But he hasn't gotten knocked out yet. Um, if he does lose, he's lost two submissions and then three decisions. So I'm not too worried about him getting knocked out. 
But uh, definitely uh, going Chires by by finish, and I'll put that with Campbell by finish as well, and then sprinkle some of these other fights that I'm pretty pretty comfortable with. Yeah, Lacerda doesn't have much of a submission game, so you should be good there. Should, Chires should not get submitted, and plus he just you know went three four rounds with Tatsu Tyra, so which is which is amazing if you think about it, if you lose a decision to Tyra that says a lot to be honest with you that I, I think more people are surprised that you didn't get finished yeah so it's like oh wow that's that's almost uh like a, a win in itself uh, you yep. a little asterisk next to it that says I did not get finished so I did much better than other people yeah all right this is this fight here is probably my uh, most confident pick of the night but i mean the odds he's plus or he's minus 350 now uh nearing minus 400 but i think kapalov kills fremd i've been trying to fade fremd his last two fights um granted with jamie pickett so you know yeah. think about that one with jamie pickett but kapalov different beast guys on a three fight win streak in the ufc this is a combat sambo champion this is a guy who has figured out the striking realm of MMA and has been absolutely steamrolling people on the feet. He's got this snappy striking combination style, and he also has that kick that he just had in that last fight. Uh, I think he kills Josh Fremd at a very, very high clip. Maybe Josh Fremd uh, gets a takedown early. Maybe he gets one or two, but I think Kapalov puts this guy to sleep uh 9.9 times out of 10 i think this this could look like a minus 800 type of fight i don't think fremd is very good and i think kapalov is still a little bit underrated even though he had that big head kick i think uh this could easily be a, a guy with hype around him and fremd could be a guy not in the ufc because i think he fucking sucks so kapalov by finish i think it looks easy yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, what we gotta see what happens. Fremd also missed weight last fight, so he came in at 189 when he fought Jamie Pickett, and that fight went to a decision. I think if he comes in on weight and cuts down to um, the actual weight that he needs to fight, um, 186. I think it's going to be a quick night for him, to be honest with you. I think I think he's going to get dropped. Yep. Just for, just for the simple fact that this is the issue. You missed weight a month ago. How are you going to make it now? How are you going to, how are you going to go do a – first of all, you're, you just fought a month ago, right? So you're not getting a full camp in. So how are you going to come off a decision where – you fought Jamie Pickett, you didn't make weight, and now you're coming back a month later. To me, this feels like it's it's another uh, lamb to the slaughter, like you said, uh, for Roman Kopilov. I think he's going to absolutely butcher uh, Fremd. Yep. I agree. 110%. I think, it, I think it's quick. I think it's easy, and I think uh, even if it's not quick, I think he batters him. 
Yeah, I'm very curious to see if he. The only thing that would concern me is if he doesn't. If he doesn't make weight, I don't. I don't see uh, Kopylov taking this fight. I hope not. I mean, especially because Fram is six much... foot four. If I'm telling you, if if he doesn't make weight, there's what's the advantage for Kopylov to take this fight? The kid, the kid's putting on. Like you said, a three-fight win streak. He had a major come-to-Jesus moment um, when he dropped those those two in a row to Carl uh, Robertson and Duraev. Which are so two sneaky just, good guys, too. They're not bad fighters. I, I, know, I know, but once he realized, you know, I need to stop messing around, we saw what happened. He's just straight finishing people now. Yeah. Um, and we talked, about, we talked about that, you know, um, Obviously, a month ago, we had the conversation about both of these guys. Yeah. So it should be it should be quick, especially with with what we saw last fight. Um, I'm all in. I'm all in. That should be a lock of the week. I think it might be. I think it might be the lock of the week. Roman Kapalov, baby. Roman Kapalov yeah, by finish. Yeah, I would say we have to do Kapalov by finish because those odds are are pretty pretty in uh much in his favor to to win that money line yeah i think he gets i think he gets it done all right oh this is my girl one of my girls <laughs> this is it all right you lead us off then tim lupita gudinez otherwise known as Lupi, versus elise reed <laughs> um mexican independence um Loopy, fighting out of Mexico. Um, I should say, from Mexico. Um, very, very. Uh, she's almost like a little spark plug, man. Yeah. I, I love, I love her style. She's a, a gritty fighter. Um, she did lose um, not that long ago to Angela Hill. But we also saw how tough Angela Hill actually is. So Loopy did lose a decision to her. But then um, right after that, she had a close fight with Cynthia Calvillo, uh, which was a split decision. Uh, and then she won over Emily. Uh, I don't know how you say her last name. Ducati? Ducati. 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 Yeah. Um, and then you have Elise Reed, who's I think is kind of, I think she's kind of fugazi. She did just have the win over Jinu uh, uh, Fred, but I don't think. I mean, she's eleven and eight. When you know what I mean, Jinu. Uh, yeah. um, she lost to uh, Luma Lupumi. Love her too. She's amazing. Um, has a win over Melissa Martinez, and then a loss to Sam Hughes, um, a win over Corey McKenna. So she's put a lot of work in. I mean, both these girls, uh, five fights in in less than a year and nine months for both of them. So they're they're putting in the work, and this fight is at what weight? One fifth? Is this one fifteen? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I'm curious to see how it goes, but I think Loopy should should handle her, uh, no problem. 
it should be it should be a good fight. Maybe maybe Loopy wins by maybe by submission. Um, but I lean more towards um, a, a decision here. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm on the same side, man. I think I think Elise Reed is tough though, which sucks uh, because I would be I'd be interested in betting Loopy by sub here. But Elise Reed is just sneaky tough for some reason. I don't think Elise Reed is going to win this fight. Um, I think she probably just gets put on the back foot, gets clinched a little bit, maybe maybe gets taken down here or there. Uh, Loopy has borderline Olympic level wrestling. She's one of those where it's you know top tier. So yeah. I'm on Loopy here. I think I think it should look pretty easy. I think she gets it done by decision, and I think it's probably one of those 30-27s where it's it's clean and it's clear, and she moves on to her next fight. And honestly, um, probably gets a top fifteen fighter next. I think she deserves it. Yeah. And this is at what? This is at flyweight, or you said or strawweight? I think this is this is at strawweight. I think. Let me look. Yeah, it's at strawweight. Yep, one fifteen. Yeah, I, I think Lucy's just gonna, gonna. I don't know. I don't think she'll ragdoll her, but. Yeah, I say Loopy. If you want to go crazy, if you want to go crazy, you could take Loopy by by sub. If she gets on top of her, she should fish for something. Um, yep. But most likely, just decisions probably the safe bet, or just add Loopy into parlay. Um, we might have to do a copy law finish and a Loopy win as to to sweeten up the lock. Yeah, man. Whew. The lock, man. What was our lock last week? Um, last week? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. Let me look at last week's card. It'll come to me right when I see it. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't Tyson Pedro because he thought he would lose. I did think he would lose. It was, oh, it was Olberg and Malarkey parlayed, and that did cash. So Is we're it, on a little bit yeah. of a streak on the lock then, because before that we had Giga. Except, except for the fact that Malarkey did not win that fight. Hey, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> it was close, man. Hey, the people that we needed to say he won the fight said that he won the fight, so I can't, I can't complain. Dude, it was so close. I thought I thought he lost too, to be completely honest, watching it live. But Sean Strickland uh, made up for the entire night because he was fucking plus five hundred. That's crazy. That was I've never seen DraftKings do anything that stupid in my life. The boost that was crazy. I, but the fact that I don't think people did it the same way we did it. Yep. Is bet both sides the same amount it's because they didn't like they did not think strickland had a chance everyone else didn't so they didn't want to put because you know we had a chance to put 25 or 50 bucks on izzy and then the same amount on sean and you got that free bet on sean to make like 200 bucks or whatever but most people didn't even didn't even want to bet on sean like they, they just thought oh this is plus 100 is free money i'll just take this free money 
So they didn't do it, yeah. but we made out like fucking bandits. A free bet on yeah. Sean. Oh yeah. All right. We got we, Fernando go. Padilla taking on Kyle Nelson here. Uh, I'll start I'm gonna, it off. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Before you start it off, when I was looking at Tapology, I thought Messi was was a fighter. All of a sudden, <laughs> is this guy is Kyle this guy Nelson? Kyle? Is he related? No, dude. He does not. Have you seen Kyle Nelson? He does not look anything like that anymore. He's bald now. He's completely oh, he fucking bald. I don't know whether he was going to go in there and, and start, you know, dribbling with his, his feet. Yeah, but he's he about had... to do a Maradona and then. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he does look like Messi. He looks like if Messi had a badass brother, like a, like yeah. a fighter brother. Um, mine is short and sweet here. I need to see Padilla win another fight. We just saw him. Uh, he came out of Fury, and then he fought Julian Arosa, and he won, and he looked great. Julian Arosa doesn't have a chin, though. That's the issue. Julian Arosa's chin is made of fucking sand. Uh, so Padilla, he could be really good. He looked great. He also could have gotten an advantageous matchup in that UFC debut. And Nelson is not a bad fighter. He's not a good fighter, but he's not a bad fighter. He just got a win over Blake Builder, which surprised mm-hmm. me. I thought Blake Builder was going to beat him there. Um, and then he had a draw with Dohu Choi, which Dohu Choi, I mean, that's I mean that's a decent fighter. He lost to Jai Herbert, Billy Q, and before that, he beat Polo Reyes. Uh, Polo Reyes fucking sucks. But Billy Q, good fighter. Um, so, I mean, Kyle Nelson, the, the jury's still out on if this guy is above average or below average. I think he could be live here. I will not bet it. I don't feel like betting it. I'd probably say Padilla is the side. But Kyle Nelson kind of scares me here. Plus 200, plus 250 to to get in the odds on DraftKings. It's tempting. It's tempting. Kyle Nelson is also a, a specimen. Dude is fucking built. So, you know, I'll go. I'll go Padilla. But this is my least confident pick of the entire card because kyle nelson kind of scares me and i would kind of if i had more balls i might be tempted into a kyle nelson bet but my balls are a little bit shrunk today i'm not sure why but all Um, right there you go i'm i'm pretty much i'm pretty much with you um the only thing is is i give a lot more credit um to knocking out Julian Rosa in in the first round, I think Juliana or Julian Rosa is he's 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 better than what his record looks like. You know, he's twenty eight and and eleven. He's got the best nickname of of Juicy J, um, and and he's a, a fighter fighter man. Yeah. Um, He's beating Charles Jordan, uh, Hakeem uh, Dawadu, Nate Landwehr, Sean Woodson. So Juicy J has put some, you know, he's he's done pretty well. I he's experienced, and that's that's what I like. Even though it was is very 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 quick, um, that's not an easy fight for a guy making your your UFC debut, um, and. Uh, Padilla, Padilla is a uh, Padilla, Padilla is a finisher. 
which I like as well. Mexican guy fighting on Noche, the Noche card. Um, who's a finisher going against Kyle Nelson? Man, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go the Mexican side here. I might roll up a little nice little Mexican parlay um, because at the same time, um, Kyle Nelson's lost by a knockout twice and he's lost by a submission. So we know he can get finished. Um, and he's got he's got two two not his last two losses were they both by knockout? Um, did he when he fought? Yeah, he lost to Billy knockout Q. by Billy Q and then Jai Herbert uh, by decision. Herbert by decision. So I, I can see I can see him getting finished. To be honest with you. Here's the thing, man. Is I I also like Padilla is or Padilla is really long, and so is Jai Herbert. And Jai Herbert, uh, we saw him go to decision with Kyle Nelson, but Jai Herbert won, and Nelson did struggle a little bit with the length, and so Padilla uses that length. Yeah, uh, it's a big. It's, you're talking a, a five inch. Yeah. Advantage, and the height. I mean, granted, he's only you know three inches taller. Uh, but yeah, that that's gonna be a problem like that, Jai Herbert. Definitely, for sure. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think I think Padilla is the side. It's just it's just I'm I'm a, I'm so confused on Kyle Nelson if he's good or not. Like I see I see parts of his fights where I'm like, damn, nice job, man. Like that's pretty fucking good. And then other parts I'm like, dude, you might need to go to Cage Warriors, dog. But he's also I mean this is the thing that that confuses me as well. Why you're kind of I think we're kind of overthinking this. This guy's got one win in three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, that's a big stat. He's got one win in three years. Uh, yeah. I still have Padilla in parlays. I still have him in two parlays, so. Yeah. We'll have exposure we'll on Padilla. This is the whole thing. I don't understand. I would rather see in Cortez and, and Jasmine on the... Uh, featured prelim, and then see Luke yeah. open up the main card. I agree, hundred and ten percent. I agree. It's like they kind of have a little bit of a bias against uh, women's MMA. Wow. When you think women's MMA, I always and this is gonna sound bad. I always go to Amanda Nunes steamrolling somebody, or <laughs> yeah. I go to. I go to the Rose um, Rose fight. Yeah, dude. The thing about women's MMA is auto-betting those big underdogs. I mean, that's especially in title fights. Like, that's been one of one of the things that you can do. But a lot of the time, yeah. A lot of the time, Daniel it can be tough. Zell Huber versus Christos Giagos. This is a young kid. This one, um, I really, um, I'm gonna. This is gonna go with the the whole Mexican theme for me. To be honest with you, um, the only thing is with uh, Daniel, I am not the golden boy. I'm not thrilled about um, his loss to uh, Trey Ogden, um, but he did just have a win over Lando Venata. Um, and then he also had a win over Lucas Almeida in the Contender Series. Um, who yeah. Who was 
pretty pretty legit in my opinion. Um, he is the heavy favorite here. Um, I don't know what he is now. Topology has him at minus two fifty. Uh, going against uh, Christos, who just had a win um, over Ricky Glenn, knocked him out. Um, but before that, Thiago Moises, he got subbed by. And then Armin Sarukian, he got knocked out and uh, ground and pounded. Which, the both of those, the way he lost to Thiago Moises, understandable. Um, and then Armin Sarukian, uh, he is who we thought he is. And prior to that, Sean Soriano, he, he has a win over. And Carlton Minus, he's got a decision win. I'm going to have to go with Daniel, the younger younger fighter fighting out of uh, Extreme Couture. Um, they're, they're on that, that hype train, man. Yeah. Um, definitely on that hype train, Eric Nixick. So... I think I think this is gonna be uh, a good fight, and I think Daniel's gonna take it. I just don't. I don't have a a, a solid reason um, for Christos. Uh, what do you think? Oh, um, for me, the the reach advantage is gonna be huge again with Zellhuber. He's kind of a, a weird prospect. He's young. He had that loss to Trey Ogden, which Trey Ogden, I mean, kind of fucking sucks. So I don't know if I like that a lot. He was undefeated going into that, too. Um, He bounced back, though, with Venata. And Jagos, I mean, nice, nice competition level. He fought Sarukian. He fought uh, Moises, like we talked. And he's got, you know, he's got some early round power. So. I think we're going to have to be careful. Zellhuber is going to have to be careful that first round. After that first round, this could be one of those opportunities where you look for Zellhuber going into the second because Jagos could look very live in the first, and then you know Zellhuber takes over after that. But, again, Zellhuber has got power. He's got, he's got setups. He's got good combinations. He comes out of extreme couture. Could be a steamroll situation where the kid is just developing at a level very, very fast. And between fights, could have picked up a few things and could get Giagos out of here. But I don't know. I think Zellhuber is the rightful favorite. I think the line is maybe a bit wide, uh, but it could come back to earth after that first round. But I'm on the Zellhuber side here. He looks like one of my friends too, which is kind of weird. Um, but I'm on his side here. Uh, 13 and 1. Six inch reach advantage here, six foot one, 24 years of age. I think he's got everything going for him. So I got him here, and I got him, you know, probably by finish. I think later in the the fight, maybe second or third. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, when you think about having that win over Lando Renata, to me, that's that. I mean, he hasn't fought as much as Julian Arosa, but it's a it's a vet. It is it is like Julian Arosa to me. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I mean, he's already gone up against that that veteran guy, and Christos is is that same thing. Um, he's just got Christos has a ton of mileage on him, man. Yeah, um, a ton of mileage. 
And that's the only thing that, that concerns me. Between the age, huge age gap, um, and, and then just the, the mileage. You're talking a guy that's got 30 fights. Yep. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, you got to remember, this is it's a fist fight, you know, and there's there's two guys or two girls. So it's always going to be a, a 50-50 split, um, no matter what, when they block that door. But we have to go with the slight uh, advantage with the reach metrics, like you said, and, and go with the golden boy here. I'm, I'm with you on the golden boy, uh, but I'm probably not going to touch it, to be honest with you. Yeah, same here. I mean, maybe in a parlay or two, one of those big parlays, but nothing else for me. Big one oh, here, Tim. Big one here. This guy. Um, <laughs> this is... This one, to me, seems... Um, very, I don't know. This is, I want to say like they're making this, uh, a get right fight for, for this kid. Well, Rosas Jr. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this kid. Um, he came in there fighting, um, pretty much nobody's. He fought Jay Perrin. He subbed him. Uh, he fought Mando, Mando Gutierrez. Man, we know who Mando is. Um, he's he's nothing now. So they gave him pretty much cans, and then he fought a guy that has some experience, um, being Christian Rodriguez, and he got broken. I don't think this is gonna be quite quite the same. But I think I still think he's too young. It wouldn't surprise me if if Terrence Mitchell, um, if it wouldn't surprise me if, if he finishes this kid and chokes him out. Being eighteen and being uh, phenomenal, and kind of thinking you got it all figured out, you get a reality check. He got it, you know, four months ago, so or five months ago. So I'm not sure if this kid worked on everything that he needed to work on and get sorted out before his next fight, fighting a, a veteran uh, like Terrence Mitchell. This fast, I guess you could say. So I might take a dart on Terrence Mitchell. Um, it's sad to say, like, I, I hope the kid does well. But I'm just not a I'm not a fan. You can't come into the UFC and say you're gonna be the first three division champ when you're fighting, you know, Mando Gutierrez and Jay Perrin. So <laughs> yeah, he was seventeen Terrence, though. Yeah. He's seventeen he's seventeen, he, you know. Say he, some shit. Yeah. Dude, this isn't this isn't wherever the fuck he's from. This is a whole other level. Um and not for nothing. Terrence Mitchell is a fucking finisher. He does. He hasn't. He has, none of his wins are by are by decision. He's he's fourteen and what? He's fourteen and three. So realistically, this this could be a long fucking night again for this kid. Um, he's got a loss to Cameron uh, Salmon, who who we saw, who's actually very legit. 
Um, he's got a loss to Kaikar France. Um, but before that, before those two losses, so uh, Seaman was just um, in uh, July. And then Kara France was an exhibition in 2016. And before that, his loss, I mean, he hasn't fought a, a bunch, but then you're looking at his other two losses were in 2010. So this could be, this could be another reality check. And if it is, um, I'm all about it. And I'm going to take a flyer on Terrence Mitchell here. I'm, I'm fading this kid, Raul Rosas, hard. All right. I'm on the opposite side. Uh, I think this is the bounce back fight for him. I do think Mitchell might be a little bit underrated going into this. I don't think the odds are justified because Rosas is now like minus 750. Uh, if you don't want DraftKings, which not justified in my opinion. But I do think Rosas gets this one done. Just from a pick the winner situation or standpoint, I do think Rosas gets this one done. I think Mitchell... Uh, comes out of Alaska, has a nice record against a lot of guys who are four and one and four and two, um, and I think Mitchell beats all those guys because he's just a little bit better grappler. But the issue was is in his last fight, Mitchell gassed. And how long ago was his last fight? Two months ago. Do you have enough time yeah. to to address that gas tank? And Rosas, I know he got he got whooped up by Christian Rodriguez, but the thing he with did, Rosas, he too. He did gas, but he gassed over three, and he still made it to the end after getting his face beat in. Mitchell gassed after two minutes and then got finished in that fight. Um, so for me, I think Rosas takes him down, chokes him out in the first or the second, but. Like I said, that minus 750 is, you know, it's screaming, stay the fuck away. So I'm going to I'm gonna watch this one. And if it's a get-right fight for Raul Rosas, I'll evaluate what we're doing next. Are we fading him next? Are we taking him next? Um, if Mitchell pulls it off, you know, I might be a little, I might be a little excited. That would be pretty sick. But I think Rosas gets it done by submission. I just will not lay. Him by submission is probably going to be like minus 200, minus 200. 50 something like that and i'm not willing to even think about laying that so it's a clear stay away from me um but yeah it'll be fun to watch this will be a good one to watch because those both these guys uh, have a lot of submissions and are pretty grappling heavy i want to see how this kid reacts to his loss yeah that'll be on big this, on this on this stage um I don't know. I don't know why we're putting this kid up this high on the card, to be honest with you. He's got a big um, fan base. Yeah, I guess. He's big on Twitter. People, um, like, him. Are, people like him on the old Twittersphere? The old X nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really think... I really think this kid's getting a, a reality check. And I could be wrong, and he can go out there and make quick work of the Terror Bear. But it wouldn't surprise me if if they rocketed this kid up too high, too fast. I could see it, man. I mean, I just don't know if Terrence Mitchell is that guy. Christian Rodriguez is a good fighter. He's a dude that I'll bet on in the future. Terrence Mitchell, though, probably not. 
No, but at the plus odds, you got to take a flyer on him. Mm, this doesn't feel like Sean Strickland to me, where it's the odds are wide and it's a good fighter. This feels like odds are wide and it's a bad fighter. The odds are wide. The kid is so young, going against experience, and he's coming off of a loss. Yeah. You don't know how mentally broken this kid is. That loss part is big. That's the part that, that could swing the favor. But if this we'll was... See. We'll see. I'll throw a couple bucks on it. I'm not saying go out there yeah. and, you know, I'm going to put something on it that I am 100% willing to lose as a flyer. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, I'm I'm confident in it, but with those odds with the situation that we're in here, it seems like a perfect storm for this to just be a hype train and the reality is you're you're too young, you need to develop more. Here's a question for you, Tim. Will you put a bag of coffee on Terrence Mitchell by sub versus yeah. Raul Rosas no. by sub? No, no, oh, by, right. by, no, no. We're no. not, we're not doing that. All right, I was gonna goat you into one there. That's trying. gonna be that. Okay, we'll do, we'll do the coffee bet. I'll look at the coffee bet for next card. Okay. Next card, we'll do, we'll do a coffee bet per card. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, this next one though is my 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 dog of the week. Um, I think I think we both agree. Yeah, we man. This is Smash Spot. This is Kevin Holland. 110%. This is Kevin Holland. Every single weekend they make this fight. I would bet Kevin Holland every single weekend. And the odds here say Kevin Holland is minus 115 and Jack Della is minus 105. But currently Kevin Holland is plus 125 and I am smashing that. I'm smashing it if it goes to plus 130. I will smash it if it goes to plus 135 again. The reasons are 8-inch reach advantage. Four-inch height height advantage. Kevin Holland can submit Jack Della. We saw Jack Della almost get submitted by Rasmin Amiv. And Jack Della, <laughs> he has to knock people out. And what is Kevin Holland good at? Not getting knocked out. Kevin Holland almost knocked out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in the early rounds of that fight. He had him hurt. He had him pressed up against the cage. He had him, you know, he was swinging. He was swinging for the finish. Jack Della just went to the nail with this fucking guy. Who is it? Who is that guy? Basil Hafez. We might know him in the future, but right now we don't know him. Uh, And I think Kevin Holland is, you know, he's coming into his own at 170. I'm hoping. I would pray to God Kevin Holland grapples here. I don't think he will. But I still think he can win on the feet, and I think at dog money, it's going to look silly. I think he can knock Jack Della out. I think he can take Jack Della to a decision and win, and I think he can submit Jack Della. I think if anyone grapples here, it's going to be Kevin Holland. And the bottom line is, I think Jack Della has to knock Kevin Holland out to win. So Jack Della being the favorite, having to knock out Kevin Holland, and Kevin Holland having decision, sub, knockout, as all of his avenues. There's just so many more yeah. ways. So Kevin Holland's smash spot. Huge bet size for me. You know, I don't have a lot of bets on this card. This is this is a big one, and this is my spot for the card that I'm planting my flag at. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm actually going to go a step further, and I'm going to actually uh, put it on Kevin Holland by finish. Reason being, even though he he lost to, to Wonder Boy, they went to the ground, and Kevin said, you know what, I, I don't want to. If I want to beat Wonder Boy, I want to do it on the feet, you know. And he let Wonder Boy up. If he could have finished Wonder Boy, I, I honestly think that if they fought and it was on the ground at all, we know Kevin Holland would have that advantage. So with that being said, I don't really. I mean, he got stopped. Yeah, that was Wonder Boy's Wonder Boy. I don't. That doesn't hold that much weight on his record for me. Um, nor does the Chamaya fight. So, Granny's dropped two in his last five. I think the win over uh, Tim Means, um, Ponzinibbio, and Chiesa. The Chiesa one was really like, oh shit, he just went in there. And, and choked him out. He threw that dart on him. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I faded him. I had Michael Chiesa on that fight. Um, once I saw that, something something's changing with Kevin Holland. Um, I think he's he's more mature. Um, he's realizing that if he wants to make more money, um, and and. You know, as you mature, you're trying to figure out your future, plan for all this, plan for all of that. Um, he's starting to realize that he needs to be a little bit smarter um, in his his approach to these fights. Whereas, you know, the better guys I beat, the closer I get to a title, you know, that, that pay could increase. Those bonuses could increase. Yeah. Um, and I think he, he's starting to understand that as opposed to just taking, you know, any fights and really not giving a shit and talking. You notice he has not been talking, not nearly as much um, as when he he uh, first started. And it's kind of fading out. At least that's the way I feel. So that's a, that's a big thing um, as well. He'll still chatter and shit like that, but he's not talking non-fucking stop. Yeah. And on the other side, Jack Della Maddalena, he already cut weight twice, fought a, a guy that they found behind Walmart, brought him out there, gave him a gum shield, probably didn't look like he could pass a piss test, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and he took it He took it to him. I thought that could have been, if, if Jack Della Maddalena lost, I wouldn't have complained. That was a very close fight. Very close. Then he flew back to Australia, and now he's flying back to Vegas. This is all within a month and a half. This is this is crushing his body. I don't think that he's on the same level. And that last fight he had was was kind of bullshit. He he did not look good at all. Um, the weight was an issue. I. I even told you that weight cut is going to be an issue. Um, I don't think this body's had enough time to recover. I don't think he's had enough time to recover. 
And this is going to be a huge step up in, in competition for him. I mean, his, his best wins, what, rude boy Randy Brown? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, fuck, Kevin Holland went in there and he didn't give a fuck. He went and took a fight with Chamayev. And it took it took Chamayev longer than I thought it would take to to choke him out. To be honest with you, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm all over I'm all over Kevin Holland by finish, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I think that's what's gonna happen. I just don't see how Holland doesn't go out there and and jab his face off, man. You know, just keep him at range, jab him, leg kick him. And I hope Kevin Holland takes advantage of the grappling upside here because if he gets him in a clinch, I have no doubt Kevin Holland can get him to the mat and can hold him there. I have no doubt. And even possibly fish for a submission. Kevin probably won't do it. It's probably going to come down to, you know, keeping his distance and holding that range and, and hitting him like a kickboxer. I just think Kevin can do it. I really think Kevin's a more talented guy here. And I think Jack Dell is a little bit... Uh, a, a little bit of a fraud as well 27 years old doesn't have a loss in the ufc he's going against a guy here who big name sorta kevin holland's a big name sorta yeah i mean yeah he fought randy brown that's his best win that's yeah. his best one exactly he, got, he does have a win over uh Giuseppe, but that was a doctor stoppage due to a cut i'll i'll go back and rewatch that fight but listen I'm not trying to take away anything from Randy Brown, but it's, it's Randy Brown. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is just smash spot, I feel like. I feel like Kevin Holland plus money, and him by finish is plus 250. I just looked for you. So, yeah, not a bad bet at all. Yeah. So... Main event here. This is the the title. This is one of those fight nights with the title belts on the line. Title fight. Yeah, it's one of those uh, weird uh, ones. No, it's not weird because it's. I mean, as bad as it is, the UFC's throwing this this on um, a fight night because it's a, a women's championship. Let's be. Yeah. Let's be realistic. The fight isn't going to pull in pay per views um, unless they they piggyback it as a co main event. So, unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, but I think it's just due to the level of, of competition. So, here we go. We have the flyweight world champion, Alexa Grasso, versus the former champion, Valentina Shevchenko. Oh, man. This feels like a big fight for some reason. It feels like it feels like we're either going to see a changing of guard or we're going to see Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena too. It's going to be uh, Amanda Nunes, uh, Juliana Pena too. To be honest with you, I agree. Um, if if you want, I'll let you start it off. Uh, my my whole thing on this is pretty pretty simple and sweet. So I'll let you. You fire it off first. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I think it's just, it's sort of that Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes too, where we saw a dominant women's champion go down for the first time in their title reign, and it was similar circumstances. Takedown, rear naked choke, 
quick choke after being on the ground. You know, Champ looked a little tired. Champ got a little bit complacent with their title. You know, so similar circumstances there. I know Amanda Nunes got choked out sooner. Shevchenko got choked out later, but, you know, similar fight there. Um, And then we saw Amanda Nunes come back and put it on Juliana Pena. And that was because Juliana Pena is absolute fucking dog shit. That's the entire reason that that happened. So when going into kind of breaking down this fight and watching the tape and stuff, I was looking back and trying to be like, okay, is Grasso dog shit? Is she on the level? And I can go through her wins because I watched four of her last fights. Uh, I watched Macy Barber. She looked good. I watched Joanne Wood. She looked all right. I watched Vivian Arujo. She looked all right. And then I watched the last Valentina fight. Uh, and so I took from those other fights that were not Valentina, I took, you know, Grasso's legit. Grasso was also fighting a weight class down um, for some of those. So Grasso, I believe, let me make sure of that. Well, it doesn't tell me, but I believe she was fighting at 115 for, for a decent portion of those. But Grasso here... Uh, you know, I saw in those those earlier fights, you know, she was she was looking good. She was not looking like a world beater, which reminded me of Juliana Pena. She looked good, but she didn't look like a world beater. Going into the, the Valentina Shevchenko tape, I was expecting uh, Shevchenko to look like she was dominating the fight. It didn't really look like she was dominating the fight, but I did take away that Shevchenko is much better at her weaknesses compared to Grasso. Grasso's weaknesses are absolutely glaring. Number one is Grasso, when she gets taken down, lays on her back. Lays on her back. She had a few get-ups in that first fight, but for the most part, she's getting controlled on her back for a long period of time. And second, uh, Grasso's striking is, is good... But she does not have the power that Shevchenko has. Grasso, she's going to have to out-volume Shevchenko. And Shevchenko's very good defensively. Grasso won that first round by out-voluming Shevchenko. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Grasso can do it over five rounds. We saw that last fight going into the fourth round. It was 2-1 Shevchenko. And the live odds were like minus 1,200 Shevchenko. Shevchenko throws a spinning kick, gets fucking her back taken, and gets choked out. It was a terrible mistake. It was awful. It was a mistake, though. We talk about other champions. You know, we talk about Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman, and that's what I've, I've, I've watched my fair share of people talk about this fight, you know, covering it. They talk about Usman being an older champion and getting, you know, a mistake loss at the end of a, of a title fight. I don't think... Those are very similar at all. To me, Grasso here, she didn't get lucky because she was she was putting up a fight. But I think she is very clearly the lesser fighter in this, this situation. Leon Edwards versus Kamar Usman. Even in that first fight, I thought Leon Edwards showed that he was not a lesser fighter than Usman. And then the second fight, he confirmed that. But here... I just really, really think that Valentina Shevchenko is going to come out, get takedowns, use the clinch. She's not going to make this a fun fight. She wants to make this the fight that she knows she can win the easiest, which is get get her to the mat, 
you know, hold her there, mm-hmm. hold her in the clinch. And I think that's what she's going to do. I think she's going to take her down. I think she's going to tire out Grasso as well. I don't think Grasso has the cardio that everyone's talking like. She has the cardio, you know, she she has the cardio for a three-round fight. I don't think she's got this this great cardio. Everyone was talking she put a pace on Shevchenko that last fight. I didn't see it. I really didn't see it. So, for me, it's Shevchenko, and that minus 160, I think, is fucking clear as day that I have to take that. I get it. She's 35 years old, and Grasso is 30. Mm-hmm. But... Shevchenko has uh, a well-rounded game, and like I said, I started this off by saying I think Shevchenko's weaknesses are still better than Grasso's weaknesses, and I think, I mean, I'm going to end it with I think Shevchenko's strengths are better than Grasso's strengths, because Grasso's strengths are volume boxing, and I think Shevchenko's strengths are power Muay Thai and power kickboxing and i think she's much better at that than grasso is boxing so i just think valentina shevchenko is a better fighter all around i'm not seeing the grasso you know the new guard that everyone is talking about i'm not seeing it as her being the new face of 125 women's mma i just really don't see it and so uh, i'm going valentina shevchenko minus 160 and i have uh, a, a b- pretty big bet on that too that's the other that's the other spot on the card for me is kevin holland and valentina shevchenko so easy i think it, i think it's pretty clear who's better yeah I, I mean realistically when we watched that last fight it was the fourth round so without throwing that spinning and she was doing it multiple times and i don't know why nobody told her to knock it off with the spinning shut yeah, I don't. I don't know why. They even said it on the commentary. You know, Valentina is spinning. She's throwing these spinning moves, and Grasso figured it out. Valentina made a mistake, um, and and she got choked out. Understandable. I think Valentina's fight IQ is is too high uh, to make the same mistake again. Um, I think it is that similar Amanda Nunes thing where you're you're so dominant for so long. You just try and do highlight finish shit to to um, to make it more exciting. I, I don't I don't know why she was doing the spinning stuff to be honest with you. Yeah. But if she didn't get choked out going into that fifth round, it's it's three one, Shevchenko. So this is this should be an easy one. I think now that she's got that extra drive of not having the belt, I think she's gonna go in there and beat the brakes off of Grasso. To be honest with you, so this is gonna be the only uh, Mexican fighter I'm not gonna put in my Mexico parlay. Just for that simple fact. I mean, we're talking about Shevchenko. There's the conversation of, even though they fought, who is who is the best? Is it is it Shevchenko? Is it Nunez? Yeah. Um, they did fight, but you also gotta understand. Look at the look at the difference. You know, Shevchenko is is a true true one twenty fiver. Right, and if you look at Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes is 
135er, but yes, she's fighting 145 or was fighting 145. Yeah. So I don't want to say it, but she's a weight bully. That's you know what I mean. Shevchenko's gonna make. I think she's gonna make this look stupid. She's gonna make this look silly. Um, I think she could finish Grasso. But I don't know if she wants to put on that same performance of Amanda Nunes where she just beats the absolute shit out of Grasso for 25 minutes. I could see that happening as well. I have a sneaky parlay, Tim, uh, that I already placed, actually. Um, But I've decided that Shevchenko is going to be my lock of the week. Shevchenko. Shevchenko. That's fine. Here's my uh, I, parlay. I, I agree with you. I agree with you um totally. So I've got I've got Kevin Holland by submission. Ooh. Paired with Valentina Shevchenko by knockout. And that puts us ten dollars pays three hundred and twenty dollars. Um, it's my sneaky parlay of the week. It's just a little bit, a little bit of one that you know is probably not going to hit because those are two things that are, uh, you know, pretty pretty heavy plus money. But they're two things I think could definitely happen. Um, this is this is something that I like, and you could probably cash it out if it if the first couple hit. Um, Charlie Campbell uh, by finish. Edgar Chirez by finish. Uh, Kopilov. Loopy, Holland, and Valentina. I like that. I do that like that. Be, that should be pretty chunky. If you want to get Spasa, throw in a Kevin Holland spicy. finish or a Kopilov finish. I do like that. Let me look. Let me look at this. I can pull up the odds for us here in a sec. My DraftKings is being slow. All right, so we had we were talking um, Campbell by finish though. That's not up yet. I'm just gonna do money line for that for now. But yeah, just know that these odds will be better when you do finish. Campbell, wow, Shirez, Kapalov, Godinez, Kevin Holland, and Valentina. Was it plus seven hundred? Plus eight fifty, and then if you add in those by finish, I bet you that thing will get up plus two thousand, plus twenty five hundred, that sort of a deal. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not that's not bad. Throw twenty on it. Yeah, that's not bad the at chances, all. I mean, you're talking about a guy, one guy that all he's been doing is getting knocked out every time he gets in there, or finish every time he gets in there, and the other guy <laughs> hasn't fought. Hasn't fought since, you know what I mean? Bill Clinton Six was getting... Six years, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Clinton was in office. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable uh, with the outcome on that. Cool. I mean, realistically, the card's not... The card is not bad. Uh, I don't think it's... I don't think it's great. It's kind of... It's got its spots. But... There's a few yeah. sneaky good fights. Like the Cortez fight should be fun. Kopilov seeing him should be fun. You know, this, oh, this is actually at this is actually a T Mobile. In uh Vegas, right? Yeah, so I didn't know it was in the it was in the arena. This should be pretty electric. I think they're gonna have you have to if if you wanna if you wanna do it, you do the the 
the Mexico parlay, I think I think that should be pretty pretty good as well. I mean that's uh, Chara's, Gudinez, uh, Padilla, Zellhuber, and then I would just do those. I'd leave Grasso off. Yeah, I like that Grasso. I think you gotta you gotta, gotta do. I, listen, I know we didn't do it. Um, we didn't do it. Uh, last it didn't hit last week. Um, with the Aussies, but the France card did. Um, the Canada did. Card. So I'm going right back to the well. Even though this card is in Vegas, I think there's gonna they're gonna show out. Cause it is it is Independence Day for. For the Mexican yeah. fighters. Yeah. And then, um, what do we got coming up next week? Next week? Let's look here. UFC. Fazeev oh. versus Gamera. Oh, dude. You already know my opinion on that. That's going to be, this one's going to, we, we already got the coffee bet. Oh, we got the coffee bet? All right. And then we got Bryce yeah. Mitchell in the co-main there. Got Marina Rodriguez on that main card. Brian Battle. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm not a big Brian Battle fan, man. To be honest with you, I'm not either. He got, I think he got lucky in that last fight, but whatever is what it is. Um, yeah, and then after that, we got a stretch of of two subpar fight nights. We got Dawson and Brown, or Dawson and Brown, Dawson and Green, and then uh, Yusuf and barboza then after that though it's the big dog it's that islam makashev charles Oliveira, hamzat magomed Ankalaev, and johnny walker tim elliott fighting muhammad makayev like that's a banger of a main card that's a, that's a, yeah that's a that's a really good card that's gonna be a fun one I'm that's sorry. gonna be a, that's gonna be a real fun one and then we got and my, they, my big bet after that, Jelton Almeida versus Curtis Blades. And they still haven't announced anything for December. No, dude, that's coming up. That's... I know, and this is this is the problem. I don't want them to throw shit together like they did for this one in Australia. They they can't they can't afford to do that. So yeah, bro, they, they need to, to just they need to just do Covington yet Edwards like throw that on there and then throw another title fight on there. I don't even know what the problem with that is. I don't even know who's fighting at one seventy that's fucking worthwhile to watch right now. No one, no one at one seventy except for Kevin Holland and fucking Jack Della Maddalena are fighting. There's not another top ten welterweight fight booked. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know why nobody in that division isn't saying anything. Like, how is everybody just sitting there? Like, they don't... Fuck, how about an interim belt? That, you know, they got no problem. Yeah, but where's Bilal Muhammad? Where's fucking Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? Like, where not, are all these guys at? They're not saying anything. It's weird. It is It is weird. Just like I, I, I heard that Sean O'Malley has a fight. And I think they're going to announce that soon. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're the co-main. Uh, Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto is the co-main for December. We're also waiting on uh, Alex and Yuri. That should be getting announced. Uh, maybe they'll do Alex and Yuri as the main. Dude, I mean, we might have to watch separately that night, Tim. 
No, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll do. You know, we'll do. Uh, you know, if if uh, the winner, whoever wins, has to do the, that'll be the coffee bet. If your guy wins, you gotta send a bag of coffee. So yeah, so someone someone's sad, but they get coffee. You're sad, and then you're happy. Yeah, bro, you'll be eating Brazilian uh, barbecue, and I'll be having fucking sausages. <laughs> Just a regular old day for you, then. Just a regular old day. You're right. You're right. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. Thanks.